KBBBL Podcast. <laughs> Where the extra B is for BYOBB. Where's my elephant? Contemplate, man. Hello and welcome to KBBBL Podcast. Where the extra B is for BYOBB. And what's that extra B for? Uh, I guess it's for Baker this week because I'm yep. taking the role of Francis and supplying the B. Because uh, Francis, I guess he, he um, one of those uh, unfortunate accidents happened to him. He must have gotten either hypnotized into a chicken or got gigantism from drinking too much of that tonic. You know how much he loves he, that he tonic. Oh, he's he's hard on the stuff. Um, <laughs> I am your host, Young Ragamuffin, and with with me, someone who wishes he had a Moria phlebitis. Fl- <laughs> what is that again? Are we going to talk about that in your segment later? Probably. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, hello, folks. Uh, it's a gruesome twosome today. Yep. Uh, For now, at least. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what we happens. might have somebody. Yeah, technical difficulties. We might have somebody leap in. Could be. But uh, yes, welcome to KBBL. We're, we're, we're established. Season two. Yeah, we're starting season we, two. We, we made it. Yeah, we're here to exciting. review season two, episode one, Bart gets an F. Yes, indeed. It's good to be in season two. It feels like fresh start for this show and this podcast really yeah i think so uh this is uh the the first time the simpsons they didn't have to rush things together they weren't figuring out a lot of the basic formula of the show they had it more or less figured out what they wanted the simpsons to be and i think you mentioned before graining's original conception of of uh, slice of life ideas i think we're, we're going to see that carry through a bit in season two but then it's going to start to get a little more zany a little more comedic near the as season two goes and then of course going in season three onwards it, it starts getting more of just classic comedy that we we know and love simpsons for yeah this one feels more refined already than anything in the first season this episode oh yes of turnip juice let's have a sit under the turnip tree baker to get any new tattoos this week uh no i've got some new tattoos coming up down the line but for the time being no new tattoos i got scratched by my cat oh that's a that the scars are cool too yeah especially because this one it kind of like it goes right underneath the the lady's face on my hand so it looks like she's got a badass scar right neat the eye that's one of those things where having one is cool, but you can't just give yourself a scar. That's you know, that's not good. No. Save save some space for the hellfish. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, that that's a long term plan. If any listeners are new to the show, we are uh, hoping to get hellfish tattoos in commemoration of the pod, but also our love of the Simpsons. And, and you know, we're rural, yeah, and each other. And we're World War II vets, of course, as well. So, 
And it's funny because Baker and Francis have uh, all kinds of tattoos, and I don't have any. So and I'll laugh as I cry at the pain, probably. Oh, it depends on where you decide to get it, I guess. Just don't get it on the butt. <laughs> Sam Higdon says this episode talked about his school life. Yes, it talked about a lot of people's school life. Simpsons, it's still in that serious phase, for sure. Um, yeah. Where they're telling real stories and they're trying to be a sitcom. It's very true you know, to it's, life. There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of heart in this one. Yeah. This is something people can relate to. Uh, some more than others, obviously some people did well in an academic setting with tests. I kind of like Sam and kind of like Bart, um, didn't test well. I struggled a lot, uh, as a kid with, I think really the same problems Bart has with attention span. On that subject, before we move past under the turnip tree, Dab, and anything interesting going on in your life? Mm, no, not particularly. Just coming out of hibernation. Mm. Oh, Franny's on his way. Soon. There we go. Franny, Franny will be joining us, folks. So well, there will be this awkward two-person dynamic. <laughs> it's fun. The baby's talking. Everything. The baby went yeah. from like no words to like knowing all the words. So it's That's it's awesome. pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, I still sure. think you you should take uh, the baby to the museum one of these days. Well, it's a plan. It's like not not. One of these weekends coming up, it's a plan. Me and my mom and Exciting. the baby, we're all going to go. We're going to bring the little cousins, everything. It'll be a big old thing. Give you the, yeah, yeah. the all-star tour. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. That's where we're going. You know, I still think it's hilarious, the Simpsons. Slip a little cheddar cheese under the table. You know, we'll we'll make it happen. I think I still think it's, it's hilarious. There's a specific Simpsons moment where they poke fun at natural history museums. Anyway, introspection uh, on the chalkboard. Now, the funny thing about this one is this something, this is a gag I used to play as a a Bart-type character in school. Um, He writes, I will not encourage others to fly. I used to write that on the chalkboard all the time when I'd be, like, called up front to write something serious. I'd always just be like, I will not encourage others to fly. As a reference to The Simpsons? That's hilarious. As a reference to The Simpsons. Like, I was watching it very young. So, yeah. like the the things Bart would write, I would write as well. Like sometimes, if I would I would get detention a lot, and I'd have to write lines, I would just start writing Bart's things. Like <laughs> that is so. definitely uh, one of the funnier ones I think we've seen so far. It's also mm-hmm. kind of sinister. Like you mm-hmm. get hurt, they jump off a building. Who did you encourage? So it suggests he did do it successfully. Um, Millhouse? No, he's not credulous. No, he's not dumb. Yeah, Millhouse is Ralph, probably. Ralph, there's your answer. (laughs) No, Ralphie, you can't fly. We're dipping our toes into uh, Simpsons fanfic territory, but that's okay. I like it. I like the idea of convincing Ralph to try to fly. Oh, look who's joining us. Ah... Hey. Another hey. guy who wishes he had a moria phlebitis. Do you yes, know what that absolutely. means? No, I'd actually <laughs> I don't look at that. that one. We might we might learn the glaven of that later. Uh, okay. Okay. Introspection, also the couch gag. Uh, they all sit on the couch and fall through the floor. Probably the best couch gag too so far, really. Uh, so they're stepping that up. I yeah. think they're 
gonna we're gonna see they embrace the whole intro thing for season two. I don't even think there's a probably about it. All the other couch gags were very like understated. I think the last one of season one was actually kind of funny where they just sit there and nothing happens. Like they're kind of they they bait you. But this one is hilarious because like they just crash to the floor. Obviously, we see way funnier ones to come, but compared to the ones we've seen, where they just like pop out of the the couch, this is way better. Yep. Uh, We're sitting under the turnip tree there, Francis. How was your week? Get any new tattoos? Saving room for the hellfish? What's going on? (laughs) I haven't gotten a tattoo in like over a day. (laughs) I got, I get street cred for the neck one, though. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nah, man, just working. It's exciting hanging with the boy. I'm drinking Miller IPA. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Baker had to tell us what the extra B was, and he just made it himself. I mean, yeah. p- poss- well, possibly the most uh, narcissistic B we've had. So <laughs> we're just kidding. Hold on, I yeah, got a he was giving it. Yeah, right down <laughs> for it. Oh. Uh, is it flake uh, lover or should I be baker lover? Is really the question there. No, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be for Big Gorilla Week. Ah, so you know what, <laughs> you know what, uh, fellow UF United Federation of Podcast member and podcaster and actor Michael Chan uh, showed me today is that if you take the this is that same Butterfinger I ate like on our first episode or second episode or whatever. Uh, you if you take the but, like if you take the but, I didn't, I never finished it. I remembered, figured <laughs> out why I never liked Butterfinger as a kid. Yeah, but if you take the E R in Butterfinger and move it to the end, you have Buttfingerer. Ah, that is the inner Bart Simpson in you coming out, no doubt. Don't lay a finger on my butt fingerer is a whole different commercial in advertising. Yeah, it's a whole other really paints an image. I would say so. All right, any more on butt Sa- fingering? Sam's, Sam's happy you're here, episode? Francis. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> gentlemen. I pulled a classic dad. It was like 8 30. And I was like, I'm gonna rest my eyes for a second. How and dare you have his responsibilities? Uh, you can't no, take I breaks. Hear <laughs> Yeah, no breaks, no breaks. Uh, speaking of breaks, now it's time for a bake down. Whoa! The screams, the humiliation. Oh my god! Ooh, I've never felt so alive. Oh, oh my! What what is this <laughs> bake down you speak of, Davin? <laughs> Are you gonna go break down the episode for us, aren't you? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know. I was just being, I was just playing dumb. Uh, so we decided to to split the load a little bit, you know, because I'm always yakking. Uh, so speaker's a wonderful like, public speaker. Oh, you're too kind. Speaking of which, how come everyone's uh, all like cozy up? Like, Davin's got his usual fucking like Jedi robe on. Baker's <laughs> got like a blanket draped over his shoulders. I just wanted to be like, cozy. A jackass. Nothing. I'm drinking. Showing up late. (laughs) No, no, I don't know. I just feel. I mean, my new favorite Irish whiskey. This is damn tasty. This Gilbegan. It also, my apartment is also just like extremely hot, and it always is. So that's probably partly why I don't want to get cozy. Because it would be fair. That's fair. I'm jealous. My apart or well, apartment. My mom's basement is uh, cold. 
Anyway, uh, I'm going to do the bake down uh, for bake this. Down. Essentially, it's a breakdown, but since my last name is Baker, uh, it seems like a nice little pun. I think Bart would appreciate I like puns. it. Yeah, I like puns too. I'm a glutton for punishment, as you might say. Hmm. Um, so this episode uh, is a pretty fun one. It begins with Bart essentially doing a book report uh, for his class on Treasure Island, and he just has no like it. it it's blatantly obvious that he doesn't know at all. <laughs> he hasn't read Come the book. On and kill me. I do not care who kills who. To catch a yes. fish. To kill a bull. <laughs> to make love to, to make a woman. Love to a woman. To yes. live. I it's funny it. the different reactions. Some people either love that book or get super mad that, that, that he doesn't just let the fish go. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, just yeah. let the fish go. It's a great work of literature. I think it elicits different responses from people. I honestly like I my heart goes out to Martin because I kind of was a Martin. Like I was a bit of a like a, a, a teacher's not like I was trying to, to brown nose so much as I just was really enthusiastic about nerdy stuff like Hemingway. <laughs> so like I would totally be that kid doing a, a really over the top presentation. And then I, yeah, you can just see the looks and the kids are like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? Like, yeah. Bob will uh, love it. And uh, Bart, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bart uh, slips, what is it, some ketchup? Ketchup packets? Ketchup, yeah, he's like a little ketchup for the buns. <laughs> he gets yeah. Martin pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so essentially, Bart turned to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Play the sound bite. Did I mention this book was written by a guy named Robert Louis Stevenson and published by the good people at McGraw-Hill? <laughs> I love that. It's like acknowledging the yeah. publisher like he gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's the information he has available to him. And then, what yeah. is it? Krabappel presses him for the name of the pirate. She does indeed. Bart, I don't know did you have... read the yes. book? Mrs. Krabappel, I am insulted. Is this a book report or a witch hunt? Then perhaps you'd <laughs> like to tell us the name of the pirate. Oh, man, these early seasons, Bart was so good. Yeah. Blackbeard, Captain it... Nemo, Captain Hook, Long John Silver, Silver Pete, Bluebeard. Bluebeard? Bluebeard? He knew a lot of pirates. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? And uh, I'm pretty sure his first one was correct. Blackbeard. Yeah. <sighs> Treasure Island. It's been a little while. Long John Silver, I think, is in Treasure Island. No, I think it's Blackbeard, right? I right, think of Blackbeard, but I think I think later they reference it in this Long John Silver, like in the same episode. But I I thought it was Blackbeard too. The um, point is, Bart, uh, he's not dumb. It's unfortunate he didn't like. I feel like if he had even known the name of, uh, oh yeah, it is Long John Silver. By the way, is the main antagonist of Treasure Island. Oh so well, Bart did have it. If he had just read the name or like skimmed the back of the book, he could probably have like spun a bunch of bull crap and like pretended to have done the book. Mm -hmm. He didn't even try that. Like he didn't do the bare minimum. He just showed up with the book and riffed based off of the cover, which is almost impressive. He's got some sweet video that. games at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Bone Storm hasn't even come out yet. That's true. Bone Storm. Oh, it's a great man. game. Uh, man, even putting in your name is, is super entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so Kravapal just challenges Bart to be a better student, essentially. Warns him, you know, you're going down a bad path. And Bart doesn't really register any of that. Nope. Blah, 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 just blah, like, blah, blah, yes, ma'am. Bart, you haven't been paying attention to a word I said, have you? Yes, ma'am. Well, then what did I say? Uh... Straighten up and fly right. <laughs> well, that was a lucky guess. That was a lucky guess. Oh, that's one of my favorite lines. That is, that is, yeah, I that, think, probably was, my favorite moment of this episode. That was the first thing mm -hmm. I. That was the first thing I put in my list of like moments until I had to whittle it down by the end of the show. Yeah, but uh, I like mm -hmm. that a lot. Maybe as we, we really go on, I'll remember another episode, funny one. We get like classic or bobble this whole episode. Yeah. Yeah, classic yeah. part too. Uh, straighten up and fly. Like if he was that uh, resilient with his book report, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. He's a charmer. He yeah. like just pulled that one right out of his subconscious and just like, oh, I guess that's what they would tell me. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> or what he's heard a hundred times already. But then she doesn't even to... believe him that he was listening. No. She's just like, no, <laughs> you just guessed. <laughs> it was like Charlie Brown, right? The wall, 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 wall. Uh, yeah. And then he just goes on to, you know, procrastinate through the, the course of the day, doing various things that don't involve his book report, even though he has another chance at it. So it's kind of like frustrating. You know, he's given all these chances and he just is really he has ADHD is, I think, what it is, or at least he has something yeah, was... terrible to that. I would say so. I'm just curious about that, if you look at the time this was written, it would have been before, like, you know, the ADHD diagnosis was as prevalent as it is now. Um, could this just be, you know, them trying to caricature just like a kind of shitty at school kid who doesn't pay attention, who like realistically probably did, you know, that that archetype probably did have ADHD just before people were diagnosing it, right? Yeah. Before ADHD, there was probably the concept of like, kids with short attention spans or like you know kids that are fidgety or kids that are like yeah procrastinators uh well, Mark, you, know, you, dumb. you know it i know it <laughs> <laughs> we're all dancing around it he's dumb dumb as a post yeah that's actually really cool. outside and blow the stink like, off you they'd say yeah i remember that one um mm. some of that stuff's pretty sad though we'll get there when we get there but like bars yeah. like feelings about himself throughout this get like mm. broad a couple times. oh yeah he soul oh, yeah. searches Lots of what are the next sound bites we got here davin for his procrastination over the course yeah of the, the sound bites going to take us through the episodes too uh well no i, I just wondered if you have one do you have one for the ape videos that homer and bart watch that's an excellent moment no I just have the next no day. Saying... A blindfolded chimp with a pencil in his teeth has a better chance of passing this test than you do. Is that a reference <laughs> to the ape movies? Is that a callback? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Martin is a great little character in this episode. You've seen Martin already, yes. but now he's more and more, we're, we're seeing him develop as, as the mincing, kind of like, effeminate you know i'm not knocking on like being effeminate but like you know it, it clearly in this context like he's supposed to be like kind of a pushover like nerdy yeah. like picked on kid not like, just martin he the fits whole, the role really well i don't i don't know what happened in the off season between these seasons but you come back the animation is 10 times better the the writing has matured like even people that were side characters all of a sudden like every side character in this 
all of a sudden seems like who they are the whole time. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you'd have showed up just, one time, you'd have heard us talking about that. Yeah, took it out well, of my sorry. mouth there, Davin. Took the words out of my mouth. I'm such, I'm such a good father, Davin. That I was just exhausted from all the dadding I did today. Yeah. Great, and, you know, great father. Took something. Terrible podcaster. I fell, oh, I man. fell asleep we just, in we... a pool of joy about parenthood on my couch. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't really passed out from like the the tantrum meltdown that was happening. <laughs> It's like, you know what, Francis? That down. actually makes me think of. We're going to talk about this episode very soon, where Homer gets his hair back, and when he does that, one of the oh, first things good. he does is he he rolls around in the grass with the dog and the cat and with Bart and Lisa, and he's just like laughing happily. And now that's just what I'm imagining you like, just like laying with your child, like playing, and you're like you're like ah, <laughs> just loving life. But no, it's not we'll more like that crashes from the other room and being like, "What was that?" That's a lot more <laughs> realistic, but anyway. Anyway, keep, keep her going, Baker. All right, so uh, Bart does not do well. Surprise, surprise, right? He has the chance to do well. Uh, he, oh, uh, also, uh, he, you have the soundbite with Martin, but before Martin, he talks to Sherry and Terry on the bus who give him a bunch of phony answers, which is pretty funny as yes. well. Classic Sherry and Terry just being kind of bitchy. They're just like mean-spirited. Where did the, the pilgrims land? Go. <laughs> but then Martin extends the olive branch being like, I don't yeah. know why I should care, but they just gave you a bunch of bullshit. Because Martin's not a bad person. He's, he's a nice guy. It's sad. He's like he just wants to be a nice person, but you know, he's just we'll easily driven happens. to extremes at times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Bart, because he doesn't have the answers, Cherry and Terry, he realizes that if he gives those answers, it's not going to go well. Uh, he pretends to be sick. He he essentially has a very dramatic attack in the class. Oh, no. Boy who cries wolf, sorta. You know, Kravapol, you, you can tell, doesn't really buy it. Both arms, ma'am. Hmm. Temporary loss of vision. Oh, who said that? Come closer. Yeah. yeah he, she's eating out of his hand. Just, like, eats it right up. Yeah. Very he's credulous. Like he had cancer if he knew the symptoms offhand. Which he doesn't. That's the other thing. It's like if Bart had any like for, foresight for any of this, but instead he's just literally repeating back the things that she says. It's great. Oh, Bart. Stabbing pains must take test. Yeah, he's creative. He's yeah. smart. Like he's coming up with an on the fly reason not to take the test. He just doesn't he's want to good, read the man. fucking book. <laughs> he's a hustler. That old Bart's yeah. a hustler. So, of course, it works, and he gets sent home, and then he proceeds to be pampered for the next little while. Make a double is, cup of uh, chocolate fudge. Ooh, yeah. your third bowl. I think you may be on the mend. His vision is not that hilarious because she's just feeding him tons of ice cream, expecting yeah. it to make him healthier. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. so ice cream bowls is all it took to make you better. Listen, like, oh my it's God. just good that he's eating after all those stabbing pains in his arms. I guess you know? so. <laughs> Lisa's appetite is back, thank God. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he requests a TV. I, I don't know if you have that sound clip where it's like, his vision's coming back. <laughs> I wish I had a Moria phlebitis. wish I had a Moria phlebitis. That's all I got. No, no. Well, 
ice cream and stabbing pains and loss of vision. Yeah. Well, uh, eventually uh, it uh, just doesn't work. Uh, Bart procrastinates and he copies Millhouse's answers to the test. And then, of course, he's <laughs> not good because he's like the second biggest idiot. Well, no, and it, yeah, and it leads to the funniest. But probably, you know, I say this now because I was mentioning that earlier moment, but now I think this is funnier where she's just like, this is almost as bad as Millhouse. Like, uh, <laughs> just one of their friends. Millhouse, just like all the, the 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 easy to bully qualities of Martin, but none of the intelligence. <laughs> well, it's even funnier too, because like he's like, I know how to pass a test. I'll just call up Millhouse and get the answer. Totally oblivious to the fact that his friend is just as shitty as he is at what's going on. Like you, you should know that already. <laughs> yeah. No, but Francis Millhouse has glasses. No, I guess so. Yeah. It's true. He's a point. Van Houten, he's point extra. Van Houten uh business um a true game business acumen like um fucking kirk mm -hmm. van houten the cracker factory was oh. <laughs> he's a pretty big wig down at the cracker factory for sure uh let's not go down the rabbit hole talking about kirk van houten <laughs> his troubles at the cracker factory an hour i can yeah i can go yeah. on uh, don't get me started. But uh, what happens is because Bart, you know, he pretends to be sick, but then, of course, he, he is on the mend, and then he copies Millhouse's test and does bad. Uh, he is taken to the guidance uh, counselor's office uh, Pryor, who we, we saw already. And I do think they actually kind of carry over some continuity there. It seems like Pryor remembers Bart. You guys oh, catch yeah. that? He knows oh, yeah. Bart, and he's like, ah, yeah. you know. Uh, yes. But he's like uh, as bad at his job as Dr. Marvin Monroe is. Like he, or he's the pretty nurse, awful. Honestly, he got duped into the yeah. gift child thing, and now he's. That's one thing yeah. you find out about Springfield in these early seasons is that people are really bad at their jobs. Yeah, pretty well. Everybody, you know, it's, it's yeah. the, the town. You might say it doesn't exactly embiggen its citizens. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know our society. district psychiatrist, Dr. J. Lauren Pryor. Hey, Dr. J. Hey, Dr. J. Yeah, 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 really from before. Uh, Julius yeah, Irving nod there. I think yeah. he's an yeah, underachiever, like, and yet he seems to be, how should I put this, proud, proud of it? <laughs> you know, that was huge. That was one of the big catchphrases. It was up there with, like, don't have a cow man and eat my shorts. Like, yeah, I remember that Underachiever and proud of it, man, was on all kinds of merchandise. It was, But like, he never characterizes himself as that. And he's really upset that he doesn't do well. It, like, so it, it, I don't know if Bart's an underachiever per se. He just literally he says it later. concentrate the way that a normal person's brain would be able to. Like, he doesn't have the ability to focus. So... Yeah. We'll get more into that. Yeah, it's hard to say because so, so much, I mean, aside from what we see later in this episode where he gives it his real, the real college try, like so much of what he does is around failing because of the mischief he's involved with and not paying attention in the first place. You never really get to see in instance where Bart's like, yes, I'm a 100% dedicated student actually paying attention and see what sort of comes of that, right? Yeah. One of his problems may be his short attention span, which can blah 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 blah. This is great. We see where it comes from, right? Well, I they make that point time and time again. I think is that Bart is a chip off the old block with Homer. 
And oh, yeah. Homer's kind of a chip off the block with Abe, but Abe in his youth was maybe a little more competent. Abe was spry. Yeah, spry. Uh but uh regardless of where it comes from, definitely Bart is they suggest that he might have to repeat the fourth grade. Oh, repeat the fourth grade. And it, you know that phrase just haunts Bart. Well, it would be uh, terrifying for a kid. Like, yeah, it, that 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 was like the thing that like people didn't want to have happen to them. It was one of the big things in school that, like, you know, you want to get out. So having to do a whole year again, you know, it's not appealing. Where's the smarty pants that got put in the split class? So I got separated in other ways. Yeah. Like kind of like the baccalaureate type program. Well, like or if like I was in grade two, I was actually in the class with the grade threes. I was it for my age group, but I was very young for that age group. So I think I actually would have benefited from being held back a year. But yeah, can't go back and turn the hands of the clock now. What happened to that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young lad I was? Anyway, back <laughs> to this episode. Uh, well, Bart is haunted by the fact that he might have to repeat the fourth grade. Uh, so he turns to Martin for assistance, which is this great little uh, buddy moment between the two of them where they Every each mentor the other. The class has shown at least some form of improvement, and yet you continue to struggle. Why is that? I don't know. See, that's that's crazy. They put it all on him. It's not because of the guidance counselor. It's not because of the teachers. It's not because of the parents. The curriculum. What's wrong with you, Bart? Or the yeah. curriculum. It's like, it's like, like he is like doing it on purpose. Like, tell me what the problem is. Tell me what's fucking wrong with you right now. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like yeah. This episode was bringing attention to the problems with the education system in, in yeah. you know, primarily, primarily the U.S. with their references. But um, ah, it's same with that here. It's the same with it's in just as bad here, man. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like yeah so I don't have any more how bad he is at his job. But yeah. we get to Bart no, I... and Martin. And I love yeah. Bart laying down to Martin, like, listen, you're not liked. Like, no. Like, Martin, his whole not? world is shattered. He's, like, <laughs> so He's like, I thought I was respected. Yeah. Like, no, look. <laughs> He's like, no, man, watch. He just like, pushes him to the ground. The Martin thing. <laughs> Very rough, but also kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, they there have they this hanging out under the tree. Yeah, they have this pact where the two of them agree that they're going to help each other out. Bart will teach Martin how to be cool, and Martin will teach Bart how to be a better student. Do you have uh, any bites about that interaction where he tells Martin he's not cool? Like, yeah, I'm curious as well. Mm. As good as I was goodness, laughing pretty hard. I can pass the fourth grade. And if you don't, at least you'll be bigger than the other kids. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the thing. It's like it's not the end of the world, actually. Uh, but you know, when you're a kid, it feels really bad to have to do a whole. The only one I have about them is like. And we'll clearly need a few ferns in here. The whole study area is complete without adequate plant life. I agree with Martin. Martin's on point there. Martin's on point with most of his suggestions for parts. To be honest, like he's a very. It's true. Oh, do you have the soundbite with the real book? Because that's one of the funniest parts of the episode too. 
Robert is no, I don't think I did get that one. He's diligently like looking at the book and like reading. Yeah. And then he starts to fall asleep, and Martin just like whips him. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Soon you'll yeah, there it is. Soon you'll be ready yeah. to do it with a real book. <laughs> he's just flogging like, like, him into into like, like one of those attention. horse whips too, like one of those like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, it's, what do they call that where you whip the horse? Uh, there's a particular type of whip. Yeah, there is. But that's, that's so funny. Yeah, but, uh, there, it was like, quite the though, like. Yeah, this is got his comic book hidden behind the book there. Yeah, and Martin has his like mathematics textbook textbook hidden behind his comic book. But Martin mm -hmm. seems to take <laughs> better to, to Bart to Bart's education than Martin. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of ironic because Bart is trying to become a better student and he ultimately fails at learning or taking the lessons from Martin. But Martin, being a good student, of course, takes the lessons, and you see that he's, he remains a good student, but then also he develops his social skills uh, to the point where he like so creates a Frankenstein. Yeah, Bart creates a Frankenstein. No, he does. doesn't even care about helping him. He's like, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> gives up on that project. The potential for mischief varies inversely with one's proximity to the authority figure. Well, yeah, but don't say it like that. <laughs> Your happiness uh, decreases with your intelligence. Here, I made this graph. I yeah, made a lot of charts. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> Lisa. The Martin Prince you made a deal with no longer exists. That's, yeah, that's what Bert. Yeah, see, he's he, great amongst He goes mad with power. Hmm? His whole breakdown he is does. hilarious. I forgot oh, yeah. about that whole thing. <laughs> Well, he thinks he's right cool. Like, there he is. Like, hair slip I mean, back. Skull shirt. He's wearing a skull <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Like he's like, uh, for a or something. Yeah. <laughs> the arcade. Ready to hit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go to the arcade, fellas. They're all like, Martin. Let me tell you Martin. something. Walmart moving into Lower Sackville ruined an entire generation of young men. With oh man, we when we had the Kmart and fucking skull shirts and dragon tees is fucking god. Oh, got stabbed dragon tees. <laughs> when 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 Sackville had uh, the Kmart and the It store and the flea market on Sundays, it was like my favorite place in the world. The Sunday flea market was Sackville fucking baller, though. When we were it teenagers, sure we were like not old enough to do anything else. We used to rock the Sunday flea market. You go pick up some. Fucking trading cards, anything out of different card games. They always had that one sketchy table with like knives and like Zippos, and then we'd fucking go to A and W. Oh man! And for our American listeners, A and W in Canada is a totally different chain. By the way, it's kind of weird. Uh, there's two A and Ws. There's the Canadian A and W, uh, and then I guess the I American one, like they're. Oh yeah, dude! It's one of those weird things where like we exist here in our Canadian bubble. I forget where I first found this out about A and W. Another fun one is uh, uh, was it Rockets and Smarties? You know, there's all kinds of weird like crossovers. And there was an old school when I was a really little kid. There was an old school A and W. Remember those? You know those like old school kind of you see in like fifties movies that kind of like drive up things and. Where they bring you yeah, your food, like, like not uh, on roller skates, but like they're like drive like up restaurants. Yeah, it was like that. It was like this old yeah. school drive up restaurant, but it was like an A and W. But yeah, 
Yeah. So Bart, uh, it doesn't work as well for him as he would like, because no. Martin ultimately decides that he just doesn't need Bart's help anymore. Uh, so he resorts to the last desperate act, uh, or the last act of a desperate man, prayer. Prayer, the last refuge of a scoundrel. Yeah, that line always stuck with me. That's one like a that's a good line. Lisa's like a, I love Lisa's little like, like Lisa uh, not even witticisms, but like intellectualisms. Yeah, it's like, sage. It's a sage observation. Yeah, man. It's not like she's just saying it to herself. You know, like she's just smart. Yeah. I love Lisa. <laughs> Lisa thinks in like literature. Like she is Bart's conscious this episode too. She's the one who really like pushes Bart to. Well, we're gonna get to that, right? Bart prays, and we get the hallelujah because. You know, I had a snow day last week, boys. Did you guys have a snow day last week? We had a bit of a storm here in Nova Scotia, and Bart in Springfield is blessed with another opportunity when he gets a snow day. Very lucky. You hashed my spring buzz. You guys should yeah, see my Unfortunately, because coming I work along. in transportation, it may have been snowing here, but it was not snowing where all of our trucks were transporting things, so we all still had to work. But... Well, I'm sorry, boys. <laughs> I celebrated my my winter holiday for the both of you so i don't think that makes you feel better or like you know homer in the land of chocolate except it's just like a winter wonderland and i'm just like licking the icicles and stuff <laughs> no i just spent indoors kind of like i am now wrapped in a blanket but yeah, uh, Bart uh, sees outside. There's all those people celebrating. He's ready to go outside. Uh, Lisa basically checks him at the door and is like, listen, you prayed I'm for no this. I'm theologian. Part. I don't know who or what God is exactly. All I know is he's a force more powerful than mom and dad put together, and you owe him big. Yeah. Even if like you're not religious, just to be true to yourself, you know you you wanted desperately for the situation to happen, and now it yeah. has. You have to take advantage yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, and and Bart. This is what's really tragic is that Bart actually tries, and we see that he just know. doesn't have a good attention span and just can't force himself, even when he's trying, to actually make it through. The whole I think book. something interesting about Lisa's statement I really thought about here is that it's it's interesting the way she describes God. And, you know, I don't know who or what it is. Um, it's philosophical, but at the end, like the way she mm -hmm. says you owe him big, it's like despite her lack of understanding in her mind, there's no doubt he exists, though. Yeah. At least so far, like, she gets so to that point. Like, I think she has like a spiritual yeah. evolution, right? She becomes a Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Later That's on, true. Right? But, yeah, she hasn't completely renounced Christianity. Hey, you young ragamuffin. I was never one to back away from a snowball fight. Smithers, you may fire at will. Certainly, sir. I love it. You young ragamuffin. That's what Gavin got his name for. This day to be snow day. Snow day. Stay in the history of Springfield. Yes. Is this Quimby's? This is Quimby's very first appearance, I think. What really? I think it so. Be, yeah. Is that so? We haven't mentioned him. Quimby, who is a parody of John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Um, Quimby, Quimby, Quimby. 
Thank you. I am uh, Quimby. I uh, uh, yes. Excellent. Uh, well, you know, we haven't mentioned him on any of our notes here, so geez, you might right. be right. Yeah, I, I love right. this show so much. When I'm looking at like the references for this episode on like the Simpsons Wikipedia, it even has things like Blackbeard. Like, there's a picture of him from the, he, the, the Treehouse of Horror episode where he appears and sits in like the high chair. Like, was why he not in the Springfield so, episode? He might have been, but I just think it's funny that like he's not—he doesn't actually appear in this episode. He's just mentioned, but they in the Wikipedia they still have his picture as like a, a mentioned in. Yeah, this like chair behind says I. It's classic. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Blackbeard. This is the only chair we had left. But yeah, I think so this nice is first March, appearance. A yet oh, another wow. amazing character that they're adding to. Oh, the show. I love Quimby. Also, briefly, so uh, we should point out why is Sideshow Bob out of jail? What's he doing? How's he like? He, we see he him there? here. Yes, we in do. the snow montage. I miss. Yeah, him. he's in the snow montage. I missed I him too. Oh wow! Hey, look, everybody! John Hancock's writing his name in the snow. <laughs> That's a pretty with funny his, line. With his wiener, I assume, right? Like with, the joke is. No, he was using a pen. Ah. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Pen is mightier. I getcha. Yeah, exactly. There's we missed this too. Like, I mean, oh I'm yeah, not, sorry. Oh I God. I did skip I over this classic yeah. bit. Old yeah, man yeah. Bart. And Bart Jr. Yeah, Bart, Bart Jr. is smarter than the old man, though. Bart yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what they mentioned. Because Bart Jr. knows, and he's like, doesn't that make him even more pathetic, though? That the the fact that he like is not even as intelligent as his own son. Like, look how old he is. They make him. They make him look as old as Grandpa. Like he's got the old yeah. man liver spots. The liver spots. Yeah. And but he has this maybe young just, kid. Some great animation from you know, from the years of repeating the fourth grade. Grandpa will do that to you. Repeating the fourth. She was a hard, hard lady. I mean, I love her. She's one of my favorite side characters. And she's good in this episode. Oh, no. I laughed just I like her. I've never even it. noticed it. I know, I know. Another year together. Oh, it's going to be hell. I guess we just zoomed ahead a little bit. Yeah, he, he failed yet again. Yeah, he failed. I mean, we, we knew this was coming. I alluded to it when I said that like he struggles. He can't. He can't. The episode is called Bart gets an F. Yeah. Probably not even. It's a high F. It's a high F. Like, I had a teacher give me a grade higher than I deserved once for, like, this very reason. This Wow, I didn't realize how much this episode happened in my life. So, Bart needs this grade to get into grade, what is it, five? Yeah, he's trying to get into. And he's in grade four, yeah. Of course, um, he stays forever in this grade because, like, you know, advancing the I time. I need a certain mark oh. to get into university, which I definitely didn't deserve, but the teacher gave it to me. Same thing happened to me. I think teachers do that actually quite regularly because, again, it's, it's a good it's, thing um, to do. It's well, it's if if the student is demonstrating applied knowledge, right? This is the whole ep message of the episode. And uh, just for time's sake, if we're gonna get into the point really quickly, I or really like, tried I can... this time. yeah, we'll, really I'll save tried. it. There, there. <laughs> this is as good as I can do, and I still failed. Well, a uh, fifty-nine. It's a high F. Yeah, like it's a high F. 
But uh, you know, she should have squeaked up to fails. a sixty or sixty-one. It's an indictment. Well, she does, and it's an indictment, though, yeah. of the, of the oh, education now I system. Know how George Washington it is. This whole episode is brilliant. I don't know what that's all about. So Bart knows more about American fucking history than yeah. I do. Um, Sorry, I will say that where he starts crying, Americans are going to get was, angry at us. It was it was yeah. fucking heartbreaking to me. And I've like, been there. I never noticed yep. when I was younger, but now just having this, and all I could picture was like Andre trying that hard to court his little his little heart out about not being able to pass something. You know what I mean? Like it was like it was like way more gut pitching than like a comedy show should be for like the 30 seconds that piece happens. I was like, what a yeah. sad piece of fucking. You remember seeing kids do this. this? Yeah. Like I was this kid. I yeah, I uh, would start crying because they were trying. Like I would remember yeah. seeing kids, they're just like, I can't do it. And they start crying. And it was just like, oh my God, it used to break my heart back then. Sad stuff, man. Such a good episode. It is. And yeah, she does the right thing because of his applied knowledge. Right next to the cat. We didn't get to talk about that. That should have. Yeah. Oh, his cat didn't come up. But the the episode, Lisa gets like an A, of course, or A plus. Yeah. And they put it and they cover up Bart's little cat drawing from grade one. Yeah, because Homer wants to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. He's like, my paper. It's not his drawing or anything. That's like his paper. (laughs) He got an A on. It's just like a little drawing. Yeah. 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 My paper. It almost like it's like. Is stunted in a sense where, like, he's still like all we have from him is this childish drawing of a cat, even though he's you know should be far beyond that developmentally, right? Yeah, oh my god, and that scene where they see him here, like, they see him pass it in the book, Marge and Homer find him, and Marge is just like, Oh, he tries so hard, why does he keep failing? And failing. Homer's just like, Ah, oh, he's probably just a little dim, a little dim. Yeah. Just a little it's dim, I guess. Because they're like, we love them anyway. We just think, you know, yeah, yeah. Like right. Like, well, again, kind of dancing yeah. around it. I'll talk about this in a second, but like, it's almost like Bart doesn't need to know everything about Treasure Island to be a functional yeah. human. Exactly. Oh, this is yeah. episode is such an indictment on the education system. I feel yeah. like that's going to be your point here, Baker. It is. But, yeah. It so, is. so we're we're there Stop now. There's it. just there's just this. We're proud of you, boy. Thanks, Dad. A part of this D-minus belongs to God. I love that part. He you know what? Credits God that line is, oh my God, this episode is so genius. Because, honestly, if you were an, an omnipotent and omniscient being, and yeah. this is the world you created, you definitely only get a D-minus. Like, D-minus I love the Earth, best. but you could have done a lot better. At best, yeah. a D-minus. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's genius really line. This, people. <laughs> this is their smartest episode yet. This is like, Prime Simpsons, as far as like probably. mixing humor yeah. and did anything happen? Do we know and... if anything has happened to the writing team or something between last season and this season, or is it just? Oh, they, I think oh, that it's just it. like, I got it. Season, sit down and brainstorm. Like what? What happened to elevate it this quickly? Well, well there was an offseason for one thing. Uh, Zimmer this... on ideas. Uh, but you go down. This episode was directed by a very prolific director for the series, David Silverman, who did the first yeah, two episodes in some of the Yeah. But written by David M. Stern, who has not written for the show before. Yeah. There so, you go. So he nailed and it. So maybe writes... they did go out and look for some new writers and were well, here's our form. This guy had seen the first season too, so people are probably pitching at them. It's just like, Oh, I got this great Simpsons episode idea. Yeah. And yeah. 
he writes Camp Krusty. Uh, oh, does he, he stay? Oh, that's a great yeah, episode. Yeah, he writes uh, a couple really, really good episodes. Camp Krusty, probably his biggest hit for the show. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Black. Well, normally Francis' uh, segment comes up first. Oh, my God. Well, but since uh, Baker's raring to go. I know, Let's but get, well, uh, just to be it's so relevant this time. It is. It's so yeah, relevant. Right so, it. Yeah. So, I just got to find it here. Here we go. Oh, my God. What is your signature? Oh, here we go. What's the I'm point? I'm just wondering, what's the point? Would it make any difference at all if I never existed? How can we sleep at night when there's so much suffering in the world? Oh, Megan, that's how. I have a hard time sleeping, actually. I'm a bit of an insomniac. Uh, so, yeah, we've been talking a about baby, so this whole episode. Ditto. Some episodes of The Simpsons, I think, uh, are largely just comedic, or they have an interesting story. And there's, like, maybe a, a message that's, like, kind of there. Uh, and, and this is an episode, I think, where the message is really at the forefront. And it's that, you know, is, is Bart dumb? Like, you know, Homer calls him Tim. I don't. I don't think he is. I think what we're seeing is this episode is 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 like an indictment of the education system, as oh, you said, yeah. David, in the United States particularly, but also I think just like across a lot of different parts of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like uh, you know North America. Uh, I would say our, my mother's a teach an elementary school teacher and or was, and she never stopped complaining about the the education system here it's just he's a square peg they're trying to ram mm. him in a round hole he mm. he has certain abilities like he's very creative you we mm. see that like repeatedly he comes up on the fly with these excuses he's very imaginative but he's just is not the type of student that is going to do well reading a book like treasure island they're trying to force him to do this thing that is like this arbitrary metric of success or intelligence and it's just kind of frustrating to watch because he clearly needs a different kind of educational model to succeed than what he's And he getting. clearly has skills that he can, can succeed with if encouraged in yeah. the right way. Yeah. Like he's, so that's he's the point. A, he's ahead of his class in a lot of ways. Like, in Bart's, yeah. you know, ahead of the game when it comes to the rest of his classmates, when it comes to... <laughs> You know, socializing with adults, probably. Yeah, like he sees yeah. more of an actual yeah. adult. <laughs> he's extremely clever. He's extremely quick-witted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a matter of giving him subject matter that's going to, you know, have him want to pay pay attention and utilize those skills or approaching him in a way that's going to make it, you know, seem worth worth his while, right? Yeah. And like what 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 is true with a lot of kids? It wasn't the case with me because I always. I was always interested in history and these different subjects. We're like, it's true with me with math. Though. I'll tell you that though. It's just yeah. like some kids are just not interested in the material, and it's just like that's fine. Like a, a lot of that material yeah. is really boring, especially with the Our education system as yeah. it is. There's two strategies, right? You you either encourage students to pursue the things that they are naturally passionate about, or in some cases, I do think some applied mathematics are useful. So you have to find ways to get these students to, to not tune out, like giving them a book like Treasure Island and having them read it dry and write a book report. Yeah. You know, what if you sat Engage them and you like told them, yeah, like, listen, this book is about pirates, this point. happens. Yeah. yeah, like, 
there's different strategies that I think they're just not like they like you guys mentioned it right. Like Pryor's just like, why are you so dumb, Bart? Can you tell us why? Like, oh, it's, you're so dumb? That 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 actually made me mad. I didn't laugh when he yeah. said that. I was just like, they just don't well, think, think outside too, the box. I think something too that teachers at least never used to do. Maybe they do it a bit more now. Is like. Even acknowledging that the subject matter may not necessarily be particularly useful, say, hey, look, listen, we got to do this math stuff. Not all math, but maybe this particular subject was particular, whatever. And say, listen, I know it's dry. I know it's not the most exciting. And, you know, I know practically you're probably never going to use it again in your life. However, it is part of the curriculum. We got to tough it out together, guys, and get through it because right after this, we get to do such and such thing that's much more relevant and funner to do. Unfortunately, we're stuck here. I think, you know, teachers would use that. I remember teachers. I do that. I do that. We're all in this together. I think it's dry and kind of shitty too, but let's just tough it out and get through it as quick as possible. And then we can get on to the next thing, which is actually cool, as opposed to having this barrier of like, I'm the authority figure and you must do what I say and you must assume it's going to be beneficial to you, even though you're smart enough to clearly see it, it has no practical use, right? I'm not going to yeah. treat mm-hmm. you like you're an idiot when you can clearly see right through it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, again, it's like, I think, fortunately, uh, a lot of these strategies for teaching that we're talking about are being implemented more uh, in the 90s, you know, when The Simpsons was coming out, it was a bit more of a sink or swim environment. Even just, like, being held back a grade isn't really a thing that happens anymore, at least not here. You don't re- they're allowed to. I think your parents yeah. are they're, they're allowed to, but they're, they strongly don't do it. I remember my mom used to tell me about that, too. She's just like, yeah, they don't really like to do that. Yeah, this overloaded yeah. Because the, the, the negatives outweigh the positives. Like, what is the positive? They get to redo the material of that grade, whereas the negatives are, socially at least, are, like, pretty drastic. Well, I think it's a conversation we had. Like, I don't want to get too deep in this because we're running out of time, but, I mean, I don't... I can see there's probably, you know, negative impact psychologically and also just, like, what really is the impact further up? Are they really going to learn more? But in certain cases, like, I mean, I know uh, a young man through extended family who was, like, in grade 8 or 9, reading it like grade three level um and he made it all the way through there because no one would hold him back or replace it come to find out when they did some testing he was actually dyslexic got him a dyslexic tutor and in a span of 18 months he's right at where he's supposed to be and actually at this point enjoyed reading but this wasn't identified for years and years and years because anyone was scared to put him under the microscope a bit more and say hey what's actually going on here and had you know his parents not pushed and pushed and pushed to have that happen he would have literally been an adult who graduated barely being able to read and where does that put you later in life if you can't, you know what I mean? As opposed to, hey, taking the hit and staying back a year and actually learning to, you know, read, which is obviously a necessary skill in life, right? Yeah, man. They were Dr. J. Pryor. What's wrong with you? What's wrong there? <laughs> Shrink of the year. Oh, he's, he's the best. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a perfectly cromulent word. Ooh, everybody, this is a new section. My formula bonus. Get your hand off my car. Yes. <laughs> Get your hands off that Malibu Stacy. Oh, you'll appreciate yeah. this, Baker, because you, you don't know. I drive a Chevy Malibu, and I've named it Malibu Stacy. I did the first day I bought it. Ah, yeah. oh, that's excellent. Nice. I like that. All right, so we, what a, we should call it Lisa Lionheart. <laughs> oh, it's a I gotta call it Malibu Stacy. I can't not do that. 
<laughs> the moves of Fat Maddie has evolved. Where once there was one, there now is three. Where Francis will identify the three funniest moments of each episode, and we will debate, discuss, agree or not agree. Yeah, Francis, I wouldn't even necessarily say the funniest, but it would be two, two to three gags per episode that really stood out to me. Two to three cromulent gags that stood out to me, and yeah, we'll just run over the boys. We'll have some fun. We'll shoot the shit out of the pit. So, what's the first one up? Did this you get some for these yet to happen? Oh, for this one, I sure as hell did. All right. Okay. Yes. Relax, man. It could end up being the best thing that ever happened to you. I got held back in the fourth grade myself. Twice. And look at me, man. Now I drive the school bus. <laughs> it's just... It's so no disagreements for me. This is one of the best lines ever. Like I yeah, also love I also love when he first when Bart first gets on and he asks him if he can have an accident. He's like, Can't do it on purpose. Can't do it on purpose. Yeah. You might get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, that was the best, but that yeah, might be is, my favorite is, auto line ever. Now I the school bus. This is classic right. auto man. He's right in his bag. This auto is the auto we're gonna see every day for the rest of the series. I loved it. True. Yeah, Auto Man is great. I do do love me some Auto. Yeah, yeah. We're going to come back to that in a second because we skipped a segment. But anyway, next up. So no arguments there. Like I think one of the best lines in Simpsons. Like I love that line. I think the best line of the episode. Right <laughs> and look at the animation to his face. It's just. Oh my god, he's oh, so he's excited. Kind of he's just like, manic. you don't understand. Like I drive the school bus. Like I'm basically like way up in the school system now. Yeah, like that's one way to look at it. Next up, I've never felt so, so alive. This, and for this one, honestly, the whole Martin thing, I think when Bart breaks to him that he's not cool might have been funnier than this part. But the entire that little you know two or three yeah. minute segment of, of Martin's evolution was the entire thing was so funny to me. I forgot that whole thing happened, and it was I don't know. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah, for me, the favorite, my favorite line of that kind of breakdown he was having was um... <laughs> the Martin Prince you made a deal with no longer exists. <laughs> like I have transcended my past self, and I am now Martin Beta or like Martin yeah. Prime. Or like yeah, yeah, exactly, Martin like, Prime. Yeah, <laughs> Martin Two in the internet age yeah that's great i think like him saying i've never felt so alive see this is my if we're picking the three funniest moments this is probably the one i would remove francis from your three picks and i would replace that with um the whole uh straighten up and fly right yeah that was funny, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but your third one here i have no disagreements with at all it's just like yeah and it wasn't Understand too, this was not about Mayor Quimby. It was about the entire Snow Day thing. Like, and this mm. is we start seeing this as Simpsons now. They got the style down. It's just a complete hyperbolic, yeah, you know, yeah. demonstration of the Snow Day. It's not like, oh, hey, everyone's out sledding, and I could be out there sledding. He opens the curtains, and there's music, and they just they make it so over the top about how crazy enjoyable it is. Mayor Quimby's <laughs> like, this is the funnest day in the history that's ever happened. Like, and they, yeah. I love that you start seeing them do this, just like over the top like they take the point and they just drive it down your throat and like you know oh in the simpsons yeah. love to rub the salt into a character's wound especially yeah, mo sure. but like they love yeah. to rub that salt 
Uh, oh, <laughs> no dear God, there. no. That's a great... Yo, Jesus, God, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just doesn't escape either. That's a great one. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. Oh, you know what, fellas? What this scene reminded me of, though, with the winter stuff? So, what did? how did season one start off? The Christmas episode, right? In this episode, the start of season two, they sing a Christmas song. So it's like it's almost yeah. like they're starting a tradition of Christmas episodes to start off the season, which I think they just scarred. I don't think. Well, they end up getting rid of trios of horrors, don't they? Don't they? Trios of horrors are never the don't first. They start starting of off. No, but aren't no. they usually the first one? After yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, we can look into that. Yeah. yeah, we'll look into that for next. The first trios of horror is next. Is this season? and It's like episode four. Yeah, but for it's coming up soon. Season, I'm looking forward to that. It's the first one for a few seasons, but anyway, I'm done. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe. I think you have your right. Might be right there. All right, so we uh, skip the segment, fellas, and it's a very important one for this episode because there's like a lot of choices to choose from. Usually, we have this like one side character that takes up all the oxygen, but that's not the case here. Send in those and doleful schmokes by the both. Excuse me, fellas. I mean, just for the interest of time, I guess I'll just shout out Quimby again. Quimby's great. First time we see Quimby. Hilarious character. Yeah, agreed. I only got like five ish more, maybe 10 minutes. Um, um, Kerbopo, yeah. hands down. I love Kerbopo, and she's just yeah. herself in this. She's so unfeeling. Just like uh, another year with you, Bart's going to be hell. Like, totally. Hey. Kind of unfeeling. Has a bit of compassion for Bart, though. In the end, for sure, she does. She does yeah. eventually when she realizes he's upset, but just her, her initial stance is so apathetic, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's her. Like, she's. They're all beaten down by the school system. Her and Miss Hoover, all of them. Um, well, I was going to pick Krabappel, but since you guys didn't mention him, I'll give it to Martin. Martin kind of shined a bit in this episode. He did, yeah. All right, well. All right, just take your seat. Just take your seat. I even wrote theme music. Now, listen. Ah, for glaving out. So, Amoria... Phlebitis is made up by the Simpsons. Okay, but phlebitis, but phlebitis is a real thing. They just create created a phlebitis is inflammation of a vein, usually in the legs. It most commonly occurs in superficial veins. Phlebitis often occurs in conjunction with thrombosis and is then called thrombophlebitis. Believe it or not. Or superficial thrombophlebitis. Unlike deep vein thrombosis, <laughs> the probability that superficial thrombophlebitis will cause a clot to break up and be transported in pieces to the lung is very low. That's the good news. That's the good news, fellas. So there's your, your glavin for glavin out loud. 
fellas. Why is that out loud. even in the school nurse's book of things to diagnose? That's so extreme. <laughs> like, shouldn't they have a book of like basic stuff and like anything beyond this send them to the hospital? I ain't saying nothing. All right, we get we got we got a quick friggin' game to kick off season two for you fellas. I think it's season of the baker. Look, you guys, bakers, you know he's a a, a humble fella, a modest fella. Well, we agreed to he's end not gonna this re- segment. <laughs> I thought we did. No, no, we definitely Even though, didn't. like I love it, but like I thought we. Yeah. All right. So do here more we go. punishment for me. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful. The people love it. I know they do. And Francis definitely does. All right. So remember, wait till I finish the quote for the audience. And then, so this is the quote one. This is who's been talking with Johnny Tightlips. So number one, you know, a town with money is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to well, use it. It's the salesman. It's the, the salesman oh, for the, the monorail. I oh, Franny gets the not a Lyle Lamley. I said Langley. Uh, you said Langley? Nah, I thought it was Landley. That's got not a real name. It's got to be Lang. Anyway, I knew what guy. You got was. salesman. You know what? You each get a point for that one. All right. One point okay. each. You guys yeah. keep track Voiced of your own Hartman. point. Voiced by Hartman. True. Soul. True. All right. Point each. Number two. Order now, and you'll also get sun and run, the suntan uh, lotion that's, that's also uh, a laxative. Also Hartman, it, it's uh, Troy McClure. Or no, no, it's uh, Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I think infomercials, too, so that's why I got them mixed up. Yeah, like, or it could have been like yeah. Brockman, maybe, or like or Krusty. Yep. All right. Number two, one Baker. Really lead. Number three. I thought I'd get into shape, so I've been drinking nothing but milkshakes. Um, uh, yeah, crusty. What was that? Really fat. Crusty, yeah. That was. Did you that, like, Francis? I had milkshakes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got it. Francis got it. <laughs> At least from me, from the way the lag is. I don't know if, if I. Yeah. No, I don't no, know. He, I heard you. It first, yeah. but... Oh, yeah. It All right. Two, two. Two, yeah, two. Five. All right. Just like Number four. Well, I didn't want hungry birds pecking my soul forever. Mill House. Well yeah. done. That was an obscure one. I didn't think you guys would get that one. It's the Bard Sells the Soul episode. It is, yeah. All right. Franny's got one point lead. Two questions remain. That's okay. That's okay. Number five. He'll tell you that in nature, one creature invariably eats another to survive. Is that Troy McClure? Troy McClure. Yeah. Baker got that. I think we call I think yeah. we call that a tie. Yeah. No, I heard Baker a good second or two before you yeah i was gonna say francis i don't know about that one (laughs) no baker was baker was in there on that one and you know that's the way that the way that one quotes he's just like don't be fooled billy if that cow would would, he would kill you and everyone you care about all right oh my god one more with the final one and uh this one's probably i worry too easy um six yeah, um, give me one of those porno Homer. magazines, a large box of condoms, a bottle of old Harper, a box of panty shields, and some illegal fireworks. Homer. And one of those disposable enemas. You know what? Make it two. Homer. Yeah, like that's... 
I'm sorry, I couldn't I wait till you finished, Davin. I got too excited. I called it out. That's gonna be a tie though, because Baker obviously knew. Yeah, it. I it know. Just a matter of which yeah. one. That's yeah. a tie out first. Like, yeah. Sorry, right, sorry that's man. a tie. I have no more. I have no more. All right. That one ends that's in a tie. That's fine. It's a legal so, fireworks. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I knew that one was a bad sixth one because it was too long and too obvious. So that's oh, on me. You guys quote, tie for the first hilarious. episode of season. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say the quote, but <laughs> that's fine. All right, here's a actually here's a number. Here's a tiebreaker for you. Okay, everybody relax. These dogs never fail. Wiggum. All right, Brandy wins. Yeah. See. All right. The savant takes it. It was a good one, though. That was one I almost added and didn't, so I had it at the top. He made my mom. Yeah, these he dogs never fail. Then they like bite the shit out of like Wiggum, don't they? No, nope. like, those are two yeah, different yeah, episodes. So ah, he made my mom as they attack Starving him. him. When he says yeah. he, when he says these dogs never fail, <laughs> they go to find Milhouse. Then the parents are like, "Well, are they just gonna find Milhouse, or are they gonna find him and kill him?" And he's like, oh, "They're gonna find him." <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so we gotta rate this episode, episode, fellas. We gotta rate this yeah, we episode. Can save, we can save the rating for another, like for next episode. Mm. Yeah, It'll take us two later. seconds, fellas. Let's let's rate this episode. So, in conclusion, on the Simpson scale hey. of one to ten, ten being the highest, one being the lowest, and five being average. <clears throat> Any questions? Story? I don't know. Kind of basic, but not bad. I'm gonna give it a. Seven. Baker's not up. I can't see it. That's yeah, oh really? I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give the oh, story. My bad. A seven. There we go. The yeah, story is pretty good. Seven. Give it a seven. Francis. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Story's a seven. It's pretty good. All right. Humor. Ooh. I mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, I'm thinking seven as well. Baker. <laughs> It's pretty funny. I'll give it a. I, I don't know. I'll have to think more about this, honestly, but I'll give it a six for now. Yeah, I six almost went six myself. Yeah, I almost went six myself. Every time now. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm open to arguments. I'm not a closed minded fella. Heart, I, I think there's you. a lot of heart in this episode. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give the heart an eight. Yeah, okay, there's a lot I'll of heart here. Eight. eight is pretty good. A lot of heart in this. I'll probably go seven. Seven on the heart. You know what? Now he always has to be the hard ass. Seven five. Okay. He's he's feeling he's feeling warm in that cockle. You're hard. You're hard on the people. The things you love most, Gavin. It's true. It's true. All right, well, fellas, that's the end of our show. Yeah. And she's gonna keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah. We have, Nick, we're members of the United Federation of Podcasts, but you know what? I'm actually going to skip the plugs tonight. But here we are. Here's our Federation logo anyway. Oh, wait. I don't even have that. Well, you know what? I'm skipping what everything. Do, Davin? Davin, no, what you should do is create a sound bite so you don't have to actually say it each time. You just yeah, have like, a really idea. nice sound succinct. bite for. Well, the only thing is the topics yep. change sometimes for what's true. Oh yeah, no, true. yeah, the rundown. So you can plug and play time. certain things. You can plug. Well, I have one for the end. I have yeah. one for the end. 
We're in the United Federation of Podcasts. There's a lot of great podcasts that are part of the network. Uh, there's obviously a lot yep. of stars. Well, here they are. If you're here visually. Yeah. Here's the rundown. Movie podcast. Boom, boom. The Mater Brothers are, are great. There's the X-Men X-Rated podcast. The Hellbound podcast I've actually been listening to. It's quite good. Heavy yeah. Uh, graphic oh, is very good. great. A lot of great podcast content uh, affiliated with us. So check it out, folks. Have you All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right. Anyway, I'm I'm sweating like a pig. Let's so I'm get out of go. here, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here, too, boys. Here's because you guys have a Moria phlebitis. Yeah, really I, gotta, I gotta, go the, gotta go to the school nurse. All right, have <laughs> a good night, that, Until next time, boys. All right, Peace. later. A B B B L podcast <laughs> where the extra b is for byo bb where's my elephant